Are you addicted to drugs? Are you addicted to alcohol? <laughs> Is that uh, how you thought I was going to start this? No, but are you addicted to anything? Would you know if you're addicted to anything? Are there little things in your life that you think you have control of when really you don't? That and more today. This is the Game of Food. This is the Game of Food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real Real food. Live from Spencer's home studio, podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. Soon, I'm going to be participating in a dopamine fast or a dopamine detox. Those are kind of the same things. I'm going to be participating in this dopamine fast with my clients. Uh, They can choose to participate if they want to. I hope they do because it can be a great learning experience. And I'm going to explain how to do it uh, in this episode and my experience and all sorts of helpful information about it today because it can be mind-blowing. It can change your life. I think the two dopamine detoxes I've done in the past have really uh, helped me quite a bit. I, I, I learned a lot about myself. It gave me the awareness and it gave me a little bit better habits. And that's what I want for you guys. But before I give you those phenomenal habits, I would like you to leave a review on this podcast. You know, We don't do ads on this podcast. Any of the episodes, they don't have ads. So I hope you share and leave a review. That's the only excitement I get out of making these episodes is when uh, people leave reviews or share it or send me messages about which episodes that they like. So if you could do that for me, I would be forever grateful. But let's get into it. So what is dopamine? So you've heard me say dopamine like 16 times already. Let's talk about what it is. It's a neurotransmitter. This is just a definition from Google, okay? And then I'll explain it. Neurotransmitter that plays a role in pleasure, motivation, and learning, okay? So dopamine can can provide an intense feeling of reward. So if you do something and your brain goes, I like that, you get a dopamine hit. So that you'll want you'll be motivated to do that thing again. And that goes for anything. Okay? People can experience a dopamine hit when they do runs. That that's called the runner's high. And you know, like at the end of their run sometimes they experience it or sometimes like runners will get like this second wind in just in the middle of their run and so they're getting a dopamine hit. Okay? And and it can be bad things too. It can be like a dopamine hit for cocaine. Okay? So, uh your brain just the the best way I've heard it explained is like your brain sees ones and zeros. It's a very simple process. Yeses or noes. Like, do I like this? Zero. Do I like this? One. It doesn't know if the thing that you like is going to hurt you or is good for you. Okay. So what is a dopamine detox? How in the world would you do a dopamine detox? So let me read the Google definition first. During a dopamine detox, a person avoids dopamine triggers for a set period of time anywhere from an hour to several days. The dopamine detox requires a person to avoid any kind of arousal, specifically from pleasure triggers. Anything that stimulates dopamine production is off limits throughout this detox. And so that's a pretty good explanation. But I thought to expand on that explanation, I wanted to tell this story. I want to tell a story about this rat experiment. Now, I'm going to totally butcher it. And I don't know the scientific terms of like dopamine and rat brains. (laughs) So just uh, listen in to the overall message and not my terminology. So they did, they, they tested dopamine on rats. Okay. And uh, what they did is they hooked up a button to the rat's brain. 
So they put a rat in a cage <clears throat> and there's a button. This button was somehow wired to the rat's brain so that if the rat would touch on the button, it would purposely hit the button, it would get a dopamine hit in the brain. How do they do that really cool technology to the rat's brain? I have no idea, but they did it. And so every time the rat would touch on the button, it would get a dopamine hit. And that means, hey, that was pleasurable. I liked hitting that button. And so it turned into the rat was just hitting the uh, button over and over and over again because it was getting that reward in the brain with a dopamine hit. Now, obviously, it took it too far. So it was kind of like a drug addict. And and at first, it only needed to press the button every, I don't know, every so many minutes or hours or whatever. But then all of a sudden, it needed it all the time. And, and what does that remind you of? That reminds you of alcoholism. That reminds you of drug addicts where the first dose that they ever do in their life is the most potent, is maybe the best feeling. And then as time goes on, as they become a regular user of said drug or whatever it is, they need more and more of it to get to get the same feeling. But then that ends up harming them. And that was the case for the rat. The rat was so fixated on the button that it it would forget to eat. It would forget to take care of itself. It actually took away its motivation for everything else. Because it had such a dopamine response to this button and it was overusing the button that it had no motivation to do anything else. Nothing else was pleasurable. Does that make sense? And so the, the study goes on that then after you know pushing this button, they uh, the, the rat has to eat to live, right? They would have to uh, feed the rat by putting it in their mouth. They couldn't put it in their cage. It wouldn't walk across the cage at a certain point to eat because it was too much of a chore to get to the other side of the cage and eat it. So they'd have to literally put it in their mouth. Now the rat would eat because it's so easy, you know, to eat if somebody just put something in your mouth, like it would eat and live. But then what they also did is they put the food, so it has to survive with food. They put the food on the other side of an electrical pad. So like if it walked across the cage, it would get a shock, but then on the other side, it would get the food and it would not do it. It would not go across the electrical pad to get the food. So it would not experience pain to go live and eat. But if you put the button on the other side of the electrical pad where it was going to get a dopamine response, a big one, it knew it was going to, it would go across the electrical pad. So that tells us our brain, what do do we learn from that rat? Because that's like very eye-opening. Our brain is yeses and nos. So if you see a piece of cake, your brain just says, yes, that is a source of energy. Last time we had that piece of cake, it was yummy. I want that cake again. Your brain does not have the, if I eat that, yes, it's yummy, but it ends up hurting my health goals. It doesn't have that. It has the the zero or one, the yes or no response. And, and, that's, and that's what's happening to us in our society is we are getting dopamine hits all over the place from our cell phone, from sugary foods. We're getting them all over the place. So we are that lazy rat that has so many dopamine responses, so many, so many dopamine triggers, I should say, in their life that we're not motivated to do the stuff that helps us because it, it doesn't give us that, that dopamine response. Okay, so that's what we should learn from this rat story is we're not willing to go through the pain to better ourselves, to live a fuller life, to live a healthier life. 
and it's and it's what we have in our life. So how do you do a proper dopamine fast? Like I want you guys to try. I really want you to try it. You want to completely cut out activities you're addicted to or things that put you into zombie mode. And what are those things? Our cell phones. Okay, I'm going to go through a little list here. Our cell phones. Social media. Messaging. So like text messaging or just like talking with family and friends. Some of you are addicted to that. You get a little dopamine response. Getting a message is a trigger. You hear the little ding or the on your phone and you get a little dopamine hit. Because you know somebody's talking to you, cares about you, wants to hear from you, whatever. Did you know that? You could be addicted to that. Number four, Netflix, YouTube, movies. Those are kind of like long form things to watch. Video games, even music. Does anybody play music in their car or music when they work out or music when they walk? You can be addicted to that. There can be, uh, that can be a dopamine trigger. Porn or masturbation. I'm not really going to dive into that one much, okay? Just, I'm going to put it on the list and I'm going to move right on. (laughs) Number eight is sugar or junk food. That one's kind of obvious. Number nine is just restaurants. So I know that probably you're like, yeah, but you said junk food. No, just restaurants. Like being there can can be a dopamine uh, trigger. Uh, Number 10. And and restaurants, I should have put bars too. Just being in the bar. Before you have like a beer or anything, that can be a trigger. Uh, Number 10 is drugs, alcohol, super obvious again. And then number 11 is coffee or really any caffeine drink. These can be dopamine triggers. And so when you do a fast, you you can kind of select what mode you want to do. Now, if you do easy mode, you just delete like the easy ones. Because I think out of that list I just gave, everybody has like something easy. Some of you can delete restaurants really easily. For some of you, restaurants would be like a really big deal. You know, what? what is easy for me on that one? Um, you know, messaging. I don't, I don't like text messaging all that much. Um, you know, the fourth one I mentioned, Netflix, YouTube, uh, movies. You know, I've never really been big into that. So I do, I do a little bit of it, but it would be very easy for me to shut off. You know, caffeine has always been easy for me to shut off alcohol. But what are, what are my hard ones then? So like cell phone, uh, social media. Uh, those two are harder for me to shut off. Uh, music. I was surprised about that one. I'm going to talk about my results, but that one was harder. And then like, uh, just some, some sugar. Sugar's a little bit harder for me. So you basically select what mode easy mode would be like, you delete a couple and probably they're the easier ones that, and, and, and that would be like easy mode, dopamine fast, moderate mode, dopamine fast would be like, you pick maybe a couple easy ones and you pick a couple of hard ones. Maybe you do like half of that list and some of them are challenging and some of them you're just hoping to get rid of. You know what I mean? And then hard mode. I did hard mode twice. You do, you delete all of them. And that's when you get the most benefit. Or you could delete like 90% of them and you would still get a major benefit. That's hard mode. And then you can kind of select, I mean, I shouldn't say you select, but what you do is you can do this for a number of hours or a number of days. Now, if you do it for 48 hours, because that's 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 how long I'm doing it with my clients and how long I'm going to coach them to do it. So 48 hours, you definitely learn what you're addicted to. You definitely learn which one of those are hard. And sometimes they surprise you. I didn't know mine was music. 
but that was one of them. I listen to music when I'm driving in my truck. I listen to music when I work out or I listen to like podcasts and stuff. So I kind of put that under the same category as music, just something in my ear that I like to listen to. I was, I was surprised. It puts, and so if you do it for 48 hours, I don't think it'll be super life-changing. I don't think it'll really change your habits because then after 48 hours, you can just go back to doing all those things, but it will give you awareness. And you guys know I'm really big on that first step being awareness. You need that awareness. And so the first 48 hours, you find out what you're addicted to. You know, for me, I went no cell phone and I kept grabbing for my cell phone. You know, uh, I found out that I would just try to open my cell phone and I had no goal. I would just try to open it because I had a second of boredom. I had no goal. There was no nothing I was expecting on my phone. My phone didn't buzz. I was just going to look for stuff. Okay, and then if you do it for like five to seven days, and this is just my opinion, if you do it for five to seven days where you cut out that stuff and you probably go hard mode, you have a really good opportunity to get addicted to good things. You delete the things that are bogus and you get addicted to the things that you want to be addicted to. So maybe it is your career, it is your business, it is your your kids, your family, your spouse. Like you you want to spend more time with these people or you want to read a book. And so I, I left a list right here. Or what are the things that you do want to be addicted to? And it's going to be different for everybody, okay? And just same as your addictions, you know, maybe the list I included a, a second ago about uh, what puts you into zombie mode or what are you addicted to, that you might have other ones that I didn't put on there, okay? But uh, uh, what are the things you do want to be addicted to? So after five to seven days, I really think you have a good opportunity to start replacing them because your brain wants to do something. And so number one, I put as reading books. You can now get uh, reading books as a dopamine trigger. Number two is like meal prep. Preparing your food that will support uh, your health goals. Number three, exercise. Exercise. Number four, writing, journaling, if anybody has a goal like that. Number five, cleaning. So if you have a messy car, a messy house, and then you spend multiple hours on social media or Netflix, well, now you're going to have a cleaner place. I know I like to have a cleaner place. How about you guys? But number six, time with kids or family, like I just mentioned. Number seven, outdoors, new skills, new hobbies. You guys get it. This, in my opinion, if you do a dopamine detox, it's a great opportunity to start doing some of these things and enjoying it and getting a dopamine response from doing those things that that support your goals. I think every single person should experience a dopamine fast. I really do. You're going to learn so much. But if you really need a dopamine fast, you know, you might be experiencing things like, I put another list here, negative thoughts. You don't feel good about how you spend your time. Maybe you feel like you're not getting enough done at work and you're kind of afraid that someone's going to notice. This could be it right here. Overall life enjoyment is down. You act compulsively, you know what I mean? Like you think of pizza and you go get it. You think of M&Ms and you you get up, you get in the car and you go buy M&Ms. Um, you know, man, I need a drink and you can't get it off your mind. I need a drink and, I, and I'm going to get a beer no matter what. You know, you have weight gain, you have health issues, anxiety, depression, your sleep isn't very good. You know, if you have one or more of those going on, you might benefit from a dopamine fast. And then I wanted to talk about my results and then I can go ahead and end this episode. 
I've done hard mode. I would say that one of them wasn't full on hard mode. It was it was like 90%, 80%. I deleted most of the stuff. So I did not stop using my cell phone, but I took off all the social media. I only use social media on my desktop computer because I had to do a little bit of business. I didn't like consume it. So I took that off my phone and I did like 90%. And the second time I did a full on, I did a full-on hard mode, 100%, and I only lasted 48 hours before I gave in because I, I wanted to do a longer day one, and I just, I gave in. And so what did I learn? I learned that when I sit and think, and I'm in a transition from a project to another project, or uh, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, I need a little bit of break, I, I will open up my phone for no reason, and I will just search for something that will take my time. My intentions is just to read something really quick, one to five minutes, and actually it turns into 25 minutes. And then at times, you know, it was uh, getting that before bed, it'd be 45 minutes. It'd be an hour and a half of just going through uh, different apps on my phone, usually like TikTok, sometimes Facebook, YouTube, stuff like that. So it really surprised me that I was looking for my phone all the time. I was reaching for it. You know, I would like, oh, where's my phone? I'm bored right now. Uh, like I said, I was surprised about the music. And, I, and the story about that one is I showed up to the gym. And I, I usually listen to like a podcast or like a book while I'm working out. Or if those get kind of boring, then I'll, I'll listen to some music. And so I left my headphones at home because I didn't trust myself. I left my headphones and then I got to the gym and this was on the second day. So I had kind of, at times you forget you're doing a dopamine fast. So I got to the gym, I'm like, where are my headphones? Gosh dang it, I forgot them. Oh, I was getting mad. It was like the little kid inside my brain was like pouting. Like, I am so mad that I won't be able to listen to anything while I'm working out. And I was getting really pouty. And then I went, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be doing a dopamine fast right now and, and I'm pouting about it. And I was like, holy cow, putting music or a podcast in my ears for some reason was a really big deal. And I felt like I was addicted to it. And uh, the next thing was the very first time I did a dopamine fast, I, uh, I was having morning coffee and then occasionally I was having a monster in the afternoon. It was kind of that afternoon lull, you know what I mean? And I'd, I'd either, we'd either have a couple of monsters in the fridge that I could grab or I'd just head over to a convenience store and grab a monster. And I didn't feel like I was having that much caffeine per day, but actually maybe I was. And um, I found that that was more challenging than I thought it would be. Now, I, I'm pretty good at shutting off caffeine, but uh, at that point, I, I really did crave it at certain times per day. And I was surprised that I was craving it. Like, I really wanted it. And, and so those, those ones surprised me. They, they were more challenging than I thought. I thought I had them more in control than what I actually did. And I thought that I used my cell phone for like good purposes, like speaking with friends and family. And then I get on social media to learn and, and improve my business and stay in touch with my clients. Yeah, right. There was a lot of bogus stuff I was doing. So that, that was my experiences. Some of the easy ones for me, you know, uh, some of the easy ones for me were like not watching TV, Netflix, not watching sporting events. Uh, it's always easy for me to delete alcohol. Uh, junk food's a little bit harder, stuff like that. So those were some of the easy ones for me, but some of the other ones surprised me. And I think it would surprise you too. And that's why you should consider it. You can learn so much. 
about yourself and where you're spending your time and, and put your time elsewhere where it should be going. What I mean, how do we want to be remembered? That's that's what I think of when I'm doing these dopamine fasts is how do I want to be remembered? Did I come home and play with my kids or did I come home and, and search my phone? And whatever other thing you want to put in there that might relate to your life. How do you want to be remembered? I hope this helps. Spencer, signing off.